0: Welcome to Wednesday's Together. I'm so glad you've joined us tonight for the continuation of our series entitled Christians at Our Best. I hope you've enjoyed this cooler rainy weather today and we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy week to join us for worship tonight. I'm thinking tonight about this phrase that became famous to a generation, actually more than one generation of young people from a show that always made you feel like you were right at home. And that phrase was, won't you be my neighbor? Who knows what I'm talking about? All right, (laughs) I'm sure some hands are going up at home. That's right, Mr. Rogers. His show ran from 1968 to 2001, and for that half hour, as kids, we were all safe in that little happy community with Mr. Rogers. Uh, We were neighbors, and we were building community together. It was just a great place to be. And, you know, his signature phrase reflected his deeply held personal beliefs about people it reminded the audience that they individually had value, and also that there is value collectively in community. You know, earlier in this series, I mentioned that it's it's really easy for people to be rude to others online. Right? The whole the whole um, point of this series we're talking about Christians at our best in the age of outrage that we're currently living in. Um, But it's easy for people to be rude to others online because they don't see them as real people. (laughs) When you're behind a keyboard, it's hard to see humanity. But we must combat that with the truth that every single person on earth is created in God's image. We are all the same in God's eyes. We all have His breath in our lungs jesus christ died for each and every one of us and this realization is a foundational truth for this study because the only way to be a christian at our best in this age of outrage is to love period it's just love that's the only way without love it's impossible Without love, it's impossible. And we do that because of the love that we have. We build relationships with people. We build bridges with people. We refuse to be like the world in our thoughts, and our actions, in the cancel culture, in all the ways that we cut people off. We build bridges instead of burning them. Philippians 2 and 2 tells us, Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. For tonight, we're going to go a little bit deeper with this thought and we're going to discuss Christians at our best, how do we engage our community? One of the most significant yet overlooked ways for Christians to be our best is to intentionally engage with people around us. What does that mean? Break that down for me. It means to look for ways to make personal connections with people. It means to see every opportunity, to see every person who crosses your path that day, not just as a random chance or coincidence, but as, God-appointed opportunity to share the love of Jesus Christ with every person. What do you mean? Do you mean I need to stop and teach them a Bible study, every person I see on the spot? Well, if God lays that on your heart to do that, yes, but that's probably not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that we are called to love, whether that is online, whether that is in person, wherever we are encountering people, we are called to love. And You know, the the way that we can think about this is really regardless of who God brings into our lives, we we are called to persist in our love for those people. The needs of our world around us can be so overwhelming, but Christians absolutely can have an eternal impact by engaging our community with the gospel message and with the love of Jesus Christ. You know, we live in an age in which we are more globally interconnected than ever before, but we feel more isolated than ever. And it's probably countercultural to think this way, but I believe the antidote to the isolation of the digital age is to think local. Think local, okay? A lot of people are saying that, especially now in the pandemic, we're trying to support small local businesses that are struggling. So, so you get that. But what, what can I mean here in the context of engaging our community from a, from a spiritual standpoint? Well, when I'm talking about thinking local, I mean thinking local begins with the local church. The local church is the avenue that God has chosen to use to accomplish his mission here on earth. That's absolutely what God has called us to. God has called us to build relationships with others and then bring them into fellowship with the local church. That is the will of God. If you're praying about the will of God for your life, I just gave it to you right there. That is the will of God to build relationships with people and bring them into fellowship in the local church. And obviously in a time like right now, Everyone may not be able to be physically present in the building. We know that. But you can still build relationships within the church even now. You know, one wonderful way to do this is through small groups. Maybe you've received some communications about that. Small groups help us to connect with others, doing things we already enjoy, doing things that are already fun for us. We're already making connections with people Doing that. And that allows us to grow deeper relationships with godly influences. You know that saying, iron sharpens iron? That's where that, that, that's what small groups are able to do for us. They're able to strengthen us and to stretch us and to grow us together. And just in case you haven't signed up yet, there is a sign up link in the chat notes. So please go to that right now and make your selection. If you have not done that or wait until after church, that's fine too. It'll be there. Small groups are also a wonderful way to engage with others outside the church. What do I mean by that? You can invite your friends and neighbors who won't come to church. You can invite them to come to your small group. Even if it is online, that might even be easier for them. They can just pop in that way and kind of get to know people in a way that's more comfortable for them. It's a great way to introduce guests, friends, acquaintances, neighbors that you're trying to befriend. It's a great way to introduce them to the church, to the love of God, and to begin to build relationships, godly relationships. You know, you may wonder why is the local church so important in engaging our community? I've, I've heard many people say especially right now there are people who are thinking you know I, I, I'm a Christian I read the Bible I know I know what I believe I'm just fine on my own. Why do I need a church? why what is so important about the church? Well I can tell you the church is the bride of Christ it is the body of Christ it is what what Jesus Christ came from Four, he told us that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. He told us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. He told us to prioritize the church in our lives. And why? Why is that? Because the church is called to be a lighthouse of hope and healing, of deliverance, of restoration. And in the church, we get the privilege of, of living for God with other believers who are walking that same road we are. I'm so grateful to know that in the church, I don't have to be alone, but I can join arms with each other, with other believers, and I can know that we're walking the same journey and we can bear one another's burdens, just as scripture calls us to do. So you may wonder, well, what are the things that make the church so great? We're talking about building community and we're talking about engaging our community. What is the church's role in that? And why should we look to the local church as a part of that? Well, for one thing, the church is a community of truth. The church is a community of truth. While our culture encourages people to find their own truth, The church is called to hold fast to God's truth. Come on, somebody. The church's truth, it's not our truth, it's God's truth. And when you come to church or when when you, whether that's in person or whether that's online, and you hear the preached word, it's not about, well, how does that resonate with me? No, it's about what does scripture say? That's what church is about. It's not about finding our own way and finding what feels good to, to my emotions or dare i say to my flesh it's about god's word it's about the truth of god's word and so so the church is above all a community of truth the church is an embedded community what do i mean by that i mean i mean that we are absolutely in the community we are part of what is going on around us scripture tells us we are to be in the world not of the world And so what is what does that mean how, how do we frame that and we're we're called to be salt and light what does that look like well one way to think about that is if we are kingdom ambassadors then local churches as as individuals if we are kingdom ambassadors okay then local churches are kingdom embassies okay and what i mean by that is that we we shouldn't be closed off to our communities but we must be part of them We must always seek out ways to show and share the love of Jesus as we interact with and serve our neighbors. But just a safe haven for people to come as rest and refreshing and renewal right here in their own communities. Churches are also called to be communities of equipping, communities of equipping. Local churches we know are spiritual hospitals healing to those who enter. That's, that's what our name, the Sanctuary Church, is all about. It's a place of healing and restoration for everybody who walks in those doors. And you experience that by preaching God's message of reconciliation into the pain of people like you, people like me. That That's what brings that healing and that reconciliation. But it does not end there because churches are then called to equip believers to go out. Why don't you put in the chat to go out? Tell your neighbor, we're supposed to go out. (laughs) To go out into the neighborhoods as mature believers in faith and spread the good news. So we are a community of equippers. Next, we are a community of accountability. And I cannot emphasize enough the importance of that. Local churches are called to be safe places for accountability because we are made up of believers with a common kingdom mission. We're not made up of self righteous people. We are not made up of people who want to judge you for your faults and failures. We are made up of people who will love because we know to whom much has been given, much is required. We've received so much forgiveness. So of course we're going to help you along your way every person who is a believer that's your obligation is to find someone else who is struggling and carry them along because we're all going to be struggling at some point hello we're all going to need someone else's strength at some point point. and you know when sin is confessed and confronted in love and in forgiveness the church can help us work through our blind spots and our struggles Because accountability is a safety net that can keep us on the right track in our relationship with God. So all these things about the church make it the perfect way for people to engage with God and to engage in fellowship with one another. And so we as believers, as individual believers who are part of a local church, it's our goal to think about ways that all the wonderful things that are experienced here in the context of the church, we can get that beyond our four walls so that we can reach people and then bring them back into that local body. That's the whole point. That's how we engage community, okay? And so we engage community by thinking local through the local church. And then that next step, that critical piece is, we are called to neighboring. We are called to neighboring. What do I mean by that? I mean not just called to be a neighbor. Anybody can be a neighbor. Um, And I think when Mr. Rogers was asking people won't you be my neighbor, I think he wasn't just asking won't you be the person who lives next door to me. I think he was asking won't you be in fellowship with me? Won't you be in community with me? And the art of neighboring is about that it is about finding people finding people who feel disconnected and pulling them in it's about finding people who don't feel like they have a place who don't feel like they belong and letting them know that they have a seat at the table it's about loving people through their hurts and their pains and their challenges and being there for people if we want to engage a hostile an angry world one of the most practical and profound steps we can take is to offer hospitality and open our lives to those around us just as god welcomed us into his own family we've been given so much we should open our arms and welcome other people into our family into our lives into our church family, into our community. Hebrews 13, one and two tells us, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. You know, we are called to show hospitality, to show love, to show care and the move from simply being a neighbor to really neighboring begins with this. It begins with intentionally serving others, then welcoming them into our lives as relationships are formed, and then finding meaningful, ongoing ways to connect with them. So you might say, I don't have anything in common with that person. Okay, that's what you think now. Serve them. Find something you can do for someone you will find the commonality because that breaks that awkwardness, that breaks that tension that sometimes is there, especially from someone who doesn't look like you or maybe come from the same place that you came from or have the same thoughts that you have or vote the same way that you vote, okay? So go beyond, serve someone, serve someone, watch how that tears down walls, welcome that person into your life and then find meaningful, ongoing ways to connect with that person. You see, we love people, not because they are like us. We love people because God loves, because God first loved us. And so we are charged, we are called to love others as we love ourselves. Not because we feel a special bond or a connection with someone. I've heard that so many times. Oh, we just, you know, when someone may say that they, I don't know. They feel lonely. They don't feel like they have a friend or whatever. And I may say, "Well, what about this person?" You know, uh, we just didn't click. And I understand. Maybe you, um, it, if you're if you're marrying someone, you probably need to click with them, right? If it's your S, you know, forever and ever and ever, maybe you need to click with them. But to be a kind human being, you don't have to click with anybody. You have to connect with someone and you know what you might find if you get out of your comfort zone and you serve someone who's not like you if you serve someone that you don't think you would like in the first place you might you might see god do something amazing god might form an incredible relationship with between you and that person as a matter of fact someone this week told me you know, thank you for connecting me <laughs> with this person. At first I was like, mm, but now I'm like, oh my goodness, I enjoy the time that I spend with this person. It's just been such a blessing. Why? Why? Because we're all the same. We have different preferences and we have, we have um, just different personalities, of course, all of that, but we are all children of God made in His image. And so it's not hard. It's not hard to reach out and to serve someone, to build a bond with them, to open your heart to them, to break the ice. Why don't you be the one, even though I don't, even though I know you're going to say, I'm not an extrovert. It doesn't matter. It's not about being an extrovert. It's about being a Christian, being a servant, being someone who has the heart of God. That's what we are called to do. Can can we, can we say amen church? (laughs) Can we say amen church? Um, And here's why. Here's the why. I can tell you the what, but you need to know the why. The why is because every human being is worthy of God's love. And here's the newsflash for you. If God placed that person in your path, if God placed that person in your life, that means he's chosen you to show that person his love. That means he's chosen you to show that person his love. You know, I've thought so many times since we've entered the pandemic, that I simply will not take things for granted again when we are beyond this season. Maybe you felt that same way during this time. You know, one thing I've I, I really purposed in my heart, one thing I really want to do when we get beyond all of this is to have more meaningful interactions with people. I want to build stronger, deeper relationships outside the walls, Of this church. I want to slow down from the stuff and enjoy the presence of friends and making new friends and relationships and just encouraging each other in our faith by spending time together. I want to have people in my home more often. Yeah, I wonder how many of us, how many times have we thought, well, um you know they say oh have somebody over or i like this person i like to have a connection but we think oh i can never have somebody to, to my house because well it's just it's not just perfect it's not picture perfect and my kids toys have littered the living room floor and it's just you know i that's 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 not something i could do and so we we create this barrier in our minds and you know it's it's ironic because just this week not, not even thinking about this message but just this week i um Someone came to mind, not even sure why, but I was thinking about a weekend trip that I took years ago when I was uh, when I was in college. We were on a ministry trip, and a lovely young couple hosted a few of us in their home. Now I can't tell you. Here I am. Um, quite a few years later. I can't tell you what their house looked like. I can't tell you how nicely they had the guest room set up. I don't remember any of that. I don't remember their color schemes. I don't remember what kind of flooring they had, or if their house was immaculate or if it was a little messy. I don't remember any of that, but I still remember how kind they were and how welcome they made me feel. You know, they were strangers who went above and beyond to make us feel so special. And here I am all these years later, still appreciative of that. Why? Because that's what hospitality is all about. It's all about how you make people feel, not how picturesque your home looks, or how delicious the meal is that you've prepared for someone, or even if you have a meal. (laughs) Uh, It's just so important to open our lives to others and to find ways to make those connections with people. And even though most Christians recognize the need to build relationships with neighbors, we can struggle to break through that awkwardness and discomfort that prevents us from reaching out. Yet Jesus calls us time and time again to the act of neighboring. That is to welcome and connect with strangers with the goal of transforming them into friends. I'd like to share something with you that I read earlier this week and it really moved me. It reads this way. Don't just invite people to church. Invite them to lunch. Invite them to your home. Invite them into your heart. Tell them you love them tell them you'll always be there for them you are the church not a building that's so powerful to me and you know that quote really sums up two powerful things that i feel like we've probably all learned i hope we've all learned during this pandemic and that is number one, we really need community. We were created for it. Even the most introvert of the most introvert, you still need community and we really need each other. That's what, that's, what, that's what we have learned for sure from all of this. Number two, even though we are so very grateful for the opportunity to be back here in this building, to be able to gather together again here, The church is not a building. It's simply not. The building is not the church. We are, and we must carry the love of God, the love that we experience in the church, to everybody we encounter. I want you to know the church is the place to bring our wounds. The body of Christ is where we find healing and where we find strength. You know, God showed me this in a powerful way when I was in seminary. After the tragic death of my uncle in a car accident, I was absolutely in shock. He was young, and he was in good health, and it just was not supposed to be this way. And so I was just absolutely devastated. I left school in St. Louis and went back home to North Carolina for the funeral and was there throughout that time. Um, and when I, when I came back, um, it was just uh, our, our annual spiritual retreat at the school was taking place. Now I served as the student body president and prior to this, I was helping coordinate this event. When I got back into town, there was one day left in the retreat And I promise you, I did not want to go because I was so very brokenhearted and I knew I didn't have anything within me to minister to anyone else. And sadly, uh, at that time in my life, church for me was a place where I ministered to others, where I came and I served and served and served and did and did and did and ministered and ministered and ministered to other people um, not because I was so good, <laughs> but because I never allowed anybody to see my needs or to minister to me. You see, I have been hurt in church, and I figured that uh, if I wanted to make sure that didn't happen again, there's probably a pretty easy way to do that. I just wouldn't let church people get really close to me. I could be there for them and do and all of this, but, but if they couldn't get to my heart and to my hurts and to where I was really living day in and day out, then, then they wouldn't be able to hurt me again. And so for me, the sad truth at that moment in my life is that church was something really more, it, it was just something more that I did rather than a community that I was part of. And I couldn't even see it that way. Um, but, but it was because I didn't want to be vulnerable or share my pain. So truly out of obligation, I went to that final day of the retreat and I tried my best to be strong, but the spirit of God moved in like it does and something broke in me and I just began to weep and weep and it was an uncontrollable weeping because I was broken hearted, I was devastated. And in that moment, in that sacred moment, my classmates all surrounded me and they began to pray over me. They, they poured their hearts out and they lifted my broken heart up to the throne of Jesus. And in that holy moment, there was such a beautiful bond. I wasn't polished or perfect. I was real and raw and broken and fragile. And they showed me the true love of Christ. And in that moment, God brought healing to my heart on a number of levels. I understood what community was all about because I allowed someone else to minister to my needs and God worked in my life in such a beautiful way. Folks, here's what I want you to know. You simply cannot live for God apart from the body of Christ. We need each other. We need each other and that's how we're called to engage our community. We have strong bonds here and we love other people into this amazing, beautiful, messy, wonderful thing that is called the church. We are called to be here for each other. We are called to the local church and we are called then to bring the love of the local church to our communities. I want us to pray right now. I feel God's spirit. I feel God's healing balm right here in this room. And I know you can feel it right there where you are. I want to pray God's spirit over us right now. Dear Lord, I come to you right now. Lord, I repent of every time I thought I could do things on my own. I repent of every time that I pushed people away, that I felt like I didn't need community because of hurts or wounds or pride or whatever it is that keeps me from people. God, right now, I humble myself. I humble myself to you and I join myself with my brothers and sisters right now who are listening to this service right now. Lord, we unite in humility and we know that we are the body of Christ. We are so blessed to be part of the sanctuary church. We are so grateful for your presence in the local church. And God, right now, I pray against every spirit of isolation. The blood of Jesus binds and expels every spirit of depression, every spirit of rejection. Lord, right now we speak the spirit of peace and healing. The blood of Jesus loses the spirit of community, of unity over us, oh God, of love that you have given to us. And Lord, let that love abound and spread out from us right now from this time forward. Lord, we trust you we surrender to you and we are committed to engaging our community with the love of Jesus Christ and the blessings of his gospel message, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. You know, now more than ever, we must be committed to community, to the local church, to engaging our world with the love of God. So if you can't come back to in-person services just yet, Please stay connected in other ways, whether you you are watching online or whether you come to in-person, you need to stay connected by faithfully attending services, however you're attending, by checking in on others, by the way, by joining a small group. Have I already mentioned that? The registration link is in the chat. Sign up right now as we're closing. Please, please, whatever you do, don't believe the lie that you don't need people. Don't believe the lie that you don't need the church. We are here for you. We have not forgotten you. We are praying for you. We want to help you bear your burdens. We love you so very much. Have a great week. God bless you.